That one still hits me when I read it out loud. If someone would have told me that five years ago, I would have saved myself a lot of years in a breakup <laughs> um, of trouble. Like, holy moly. Hey babes, welcome to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast where we explore healing the mother wound through getting curious about where codependency shows up in our lives and in our relationships. I am your host, Alyssa Zander, and I am so freaking excited to continue this podcast in this new season after a rejuvenating and very exciting July. I am still so shocked at how this podcast has taken off even in our month off. I have gotten the opportunity to connect with so many of you listeners who have reached out to me on Instagram and TikTok to just share about the podcast episodes and how they've supported you in your life. This is literally the greatest gift is to hear that these, you know, vulnerable shares and the cringy moments that I, you know, tell you guys about is actually landing for you and it's actually supporting you and not feeling alone when you're in those crunchy moments. And most importantly, hopefully coming away with some tools that are helping you navigate those moments as well. Even though season two of the podcast might look a little different. I think the changes are going to be so freaking fun, not only for you guys, but for me too. So with that being said, the mission still stays the same. My mission is to be of service and to share with you all in the podcast episodes, things that we're moving through in the Codependency Alchemy membership. Every single month, we would do a little poll where the group gets to vote on the theme for the month, the codependent pattern or tendency that they want to look a little bit closer at. So in this podcast, I'll continue to bring the theme that we're moving through in the membership here for you to explore and play with the teachings and the shadow work, the inner child healing, all the things so that you can have some supports and potentially some tools as well to navigate the pattern in your life. So that leads me into the theme for this month, which will be boundaries. I really love when the topic of boundaries comes up because I think there's a lot of room for us to grow in the way that we relate to boundaries. I think that there can sometimes be a misconception around what boundaries truly are. And I know for me, in the beginning of my healing codependency journey, I unconsciously was sort of weaponizing boundaries, you know, by using language of, well, this is my boundary and you're not respecting my boundary. Um, You need to respect my boundaries. This is my boundary. So therefore you need to do this thing for me because it's a boundary, right? And now looking back, I can see how much of that was actually me completely missing the mark on boundaries because I was making somebody else responsible for respecting and enforcing my boundary. And then when that person was unable to I then got to be a victim of their lack of following through with my boundary. This totally turns into this vicious cycle of 
feeling not seen and not feeling heard and not feeling respected. And it was in actually reclaiming my power and rewriting what boundaries actually do mean, which I know I'm going to get probably a lot of flack for this. Is that a word? Is that a thing that people say? Flack? I don't know. Um, but boundaries are not about other people. They're not about other people doing things. Um, so let me explain a little bit more, but we'll go ahead and get into the teachings. Okay. Teaching number one, boundaries are about you. They are meant to keep you in, not meant to keep others out. This was a huge aha for me because when I realized that boundaries are actually a tool that I get to use to make sure that my energy doesn't get depleted, to make sure that my energy doesn't leave my field and get hung up on things around me to where I then become resentful. So when I began to look at it as, okay, boundaries are here to keep me in, to not keep me seeking outside of myself, to not keep me in other people's houses, thinking about them and what they might be thinking or what they might be feeling, that the boundaries are meant to keep me in so that I can show up in my sovereignty, in my authenticity, in my power. Because when I'm spread out across all these different people and places, I then become depleted. I then become resentful. I then become really unsure of who I really even am because I'm in all of these different houses. I'm in all of these different places. So when I started looking at boundaries as a tool, as a container, as a space to keep me in, in my power, it really shifted how I identified boundaries even. And so I mentioned that word resentment, and I'm going to go into it in the second teaching, because resentment is your indicator that you have done too much. Resentment is your indicator of where you have left yourself. So this is where I began to identify where I needed to put boundaries in place for myself. I know it can feel like it has to do with this other person because there's typically another person involved. But if we can begin to detach from that person being responsible and actually empower ourselves to see where we are responsible, it really supports us in relating not only to ourselves, but to the world from a more sovereign place. So back to resentment being an indicator for where you need boundaries or where you have given too much, you can use these other indicators to help you see where boundaries need to be put in place. You might be experiencing feelings of being taken advantage of, feeling annoyed, fatigued or tired, isolated, or you could be feeling like a victim in your situation. Allow those felt senses or the stories that come up with those felt senses as your opportunity to explore, okay, 
where can I place a boundary in this way that I'm relating in this relationship, friendship, um, connection, so that I'm not feeling that annoyance, that fatigue, that isolation, that victim mentality. Because as we move into this third teaching, we begin to see how boundaries are the most loving thing that you can do for yourself and for others. Because when you're overriding your boundaries, and let's say you're overgiving or you're self-sacrificing, and you're having that resentment build up, that isn't cultivating deeper intimacy with that person. That isn't cultivating deeper connection or camaraderie. It is pulling you actually apart. It's keeping you actually more separate because the way that you're feeling when you're around that person is resentful. And so I think a lot of times, you know, we'll use moms, for example, they really struggle with setting boundaries with their children because they fear that it means that they'll be neglectful. And as a former educator and someone who's worked with children extensively, I noticed that the more I was open, honest, and transparent about where I was at with the children, the more intimacy and trust we began to cultivate. So if I noticed that my nervous system was beginning to become dysregulated, my communicating my own boundary and enforcing it with the children actually brought them to trust that I was always going to take care of myself, therefore able to take care of them. A perfect example is when I was getting a little frustrated because there was a mess and I felt like no one was really listening to me and I was starting to do what I do, which is like (sighs) deep sigh. (laughs) And a little girl who was in my class, she came up to me and one of the tools that we used was um, holding a rose quartz to help us when we need to calm down. And let me tell you, this is a five-year-old, okay? You can do this with very small children. It's absolutely possible. I've done it a billion times. She came up to me and she said, Alyssa, it looks like maybe you need to hold a rose quartz. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you for the suggestion. And so I went and grabbed the rose quartz and I took a few deep breaths and I regulated myself. You know, in this moment, it was actually with the help of a five-year-old, but that would be a perfect place for me to enforce my own boundary. I was noticing that I was getting dysregulated. And so by enforcing a boundary, which I like to think that I would have, hopefully, but I'm human. So let's say I didn't, right? The way that I'm going to show up for the children from a dysregulated place is going to be different than when I show up from a place of groundedness. And so that's why boundaries with ourselves, even if that means walking away from the situation, even if that means walking away from your child for a moment and communicating that, I want to show up for you right now. And I'm noticing that I'm having shallow breath. I'm noticing that I'm feeling really hot in my ears. I'm noticing that I have this tightness in my chest. I need to go take care of myself and I'll be right back. That isn't neglect. That is transparency and that is taking care of you so that you can take care of them. And this can go for relationships as well. Um, When I am 
dysregulated, I get to have those conversations with my partner so that we don't say or do something that we're later going to regret. You know, my partner's boundary is usually space. And so respecting that when he asks for that is huge because when we enforce a boundary for ourselves and what we need to stay in our our power and our authenticity, it's saying to the other person, I love and respect you enough to know that right now I'm not going to show up as my best self. I'm not going to show up as the self that I know that you deserve because ultimately boundaries, they bring more intimacy. They cultivate more intimacy, not less. I think when we're looking at them, it can almost seem as though they create less because if my partner's boundary is space and, you know, I'm giving him that, it looks like we are apart, right? We're separate. He is somewhere and I'm somewhere else. And so it can give this illusion of less intimacy, but actually it's in the coming back after that space is given that there's more connection built. There's more trust built. There isn't a need so much for a repair because we didn't allow ourselves to get to the point where we would need that. And that's why identifying what our boundaries are is really important because especially in relationships, because if I don't know what your boundaries are, then how do I know what you need or what you want or what you desire? How do I know what's real and what's not real? And there's this like confusion or doubt or lack of trust when those things aren't identified. It is a game changer if you take a moment to identify what your boundaries are in your relationship. And then after identifying what your boundaries are, getting clear on where you need to enforce them rather than making it about them doing or not doing something. Because when it goes into, well, they don't respect my boundaries or they didn't respect my boundaries, it's ultimately a way that we're just overriding, taking responsibility for where we didn't enforce a boundary. And this is reminding me of kind of like the boundaries that we have around um, like chores or tasks to do around the house. We can say that our boundary is the dishes, right? And then we can fixate on the chore itself and receiving or not receiving support. But really the boundary there isn't necessarily the chore. It's how you want to feel or how you desire to feel. Um, for example, I desire for the dishes to be done every night before I go to bed. You guys probably, those who are in the membership and stuff, hear me. Like, I'm a broken record about this, but I feel like it's relatable. I like to have the dishes done before I go to bed every night because I like to wake up to a clean kitchen because when I wake up to a clean kitchen, I feel calm, I feel safe, I feel like I can really start on the right foot. That is a need of mine. And I think that ways that this, ways that I have weaponized this in the past is, okay, well, because this is my need, I need my partner to also do the dishes before we go to bed at night. And so a way that I would weaponize that is, I want the dishes done. I need the dishes to be done. So I need you to help me by doing the dishes. Um, 
that's not how boundaries work. (laughs) That is control and that is literally codependency because you need somebody else to do something in order for you to feel something. Rather than, I have this need for the dishes to be done. However, if I do them tonight, I'm going to feel resentful because I've done them five times today. So can I allow myself to enforce my own boundary by not becoming resentful and asking for help? And so here's where there's a couple different ways that this can go. It can go the route of me asking for help and my partner saying no which is his sovereign choice, then I have to ask myself, is the dishes being done before bed tonight a need over me feeling resentful in my relationship? So I have to choose, do I want to be resentful or can I let this slide for tonight? Again, this is all coming back on me. I'm not villainizing my partner. I'm not going into blaming my partner for my own discomfort now I'm checking in with myself and asking like what's the lesser of two evils here which for me it's never going to be more beneficial to be resentful towards my partner Um, it would make more sense for me either to release that need for tonight and just allow there to be dishes in the sink and have a conversation with my partner at a neutral time So if this is a pattern that's come up again and again and again, where I ask for support or I ask for help and it's consistently denied, then I'm going to want to have that conversation with my partner, which would look like asking for consent and brainstorming with each other. Because when you don't ask for consent first, then they're not going to be in that state of receptivity. So before I bring anything to the table with my partner, I always ask for consent first which I feel like that in and of itself can be its own podcast episode. So let me know if you'd like to hear about how to move about conscious conversations is like what I call it with my clients. Um, But I feel like I'm going on so many tangents. So I'm going to try to just retrace back a little bit to close up the talk about boundaries. Um, I want to really solidify this talk about boundaries with reflecting a little bit on some of the teachings that we've talked about. That boundaries are to keep you in and not keep others out. That resentment is your indicator that you have done too much and you can use that as a tool to navigate where boundaries need to be put in place for yourself. And that boundaries are the most loving thing that you can do for yourself and for others. Remember that boundaries are going to be fluid. So as you evolve and change, your boundaries are going to evolve and change. I think that was really helpful for me to uncover because some things I needed in the past, I don't necessarily need right now. I think I needed to put in a lot of these ways to protect my energy because It was so easy for me as an empath to absorb the energy, the feelings, the emotions, the experiences of of people and places outside of me that I needed to put a lot of boundaries in place. And now that I've created enough self-trust, a deeper connection with my intuition and just more safety within myself, 
I don't necessarily need all those boundaries that I once needed. So remembering that just because it's a boundary now doesn't mean that it won't change later. I noticed this happened in the classroom a lot where I had these boundaries for the children and then over time I realized, okay, this might be a little bit rigid. Like where can I open up more? Where can I allow for there to be more fluidity? Because too rigid is distorted masculine anyways. (laughs) So if we can loosen up and just allow things to release and soften where where there might be sharp and cutting edges um, can actually bring a bit more peace and joy into your life, I've come to find out. So I want to wrap up this podcast episode with sharing something that I had mentioned in the membership that like ugh, when I wrote it down, even for myself, I was like snapping my fingers like, yes. I need to hear this. The world needs to hear this. This is really important shit. And I've kind of already said it, but I feel like the way that this came through was just even in more potency. That boundaries are meant to keep you in. It's not about getting something or someone to do something. That freaking hit. Boundaries are not about getting something or getting someone to do or not do something. That's what I think we get to unlearn as a collective around boundaries. They are not about other people. They are about you. They are not about getting your partner to do the dishes. They're about you reclaiming your energy. They are about you reclaiming your power. Where are you giving it to someone or something outside of you? This is codependency and this is what we're healing. Boundaries are meant to keep you in. Boundaries are about you. So if you're feeling resentful, angry, annoyed, isolated, tired, fatigued, use those as your indicators for where you get to enforce a boundary for yourself to keep you in. that one still hits me when I read it out loud. Like if someone would have told me that five years ago, I would have saved myself a lot of years in a breakup (laughs) um, of trouble. Like, holy moly. Um, I hope that there was something in this episode that stood out to you that is going to support you on an unlearning and uncovering where boundaries get to support you in your life and in your relationships. As always, please feel free to DM me any of your thoughts, any of your feedback, any of your ahas. I love connecting with you guys all in the DMs, whether that's on Instagram or TikTok. We have a few different ways for you to tap into the Codependency Alchemy community There's the free community. All of these are on Telegram. The free community is going to remind you when podcast episodes come out, any other features or publications that I'm in. Um, You can also access the membership in Telegram um, and the VIP membership as well. If you're looking to have me coaching, little me in your pocket to navigate anything that comes up for you, we have some great chat rooms in the VIP membership as well around parenting, relationships, work, 
And yeah, this membership is just growing and growing and I'm so excited to be with you all in it and explore. So if you want to learn more, check out the description box or show notes below. Um, you can find all these resources on my social medias as well, which will also be linked. And if you're wanting to move through a beautiful ceremony journey through healing the mother wound, my book is now available to buy. You can buy it on Book Baby Bookstore, which is who I have self-published through. The Book Baby Bookshop is the best place for me as a small creator to receive support. Um, but you can also buy from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, etc. And hopefully we'll just see it in your local bookstores. You can go to a local bookstore and suggest the book if you'd like. And yeah, it would just be super helpful. I have some exciting new episodes planned for you all. So stay tuned. If you don't already follow the podcast, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Thanks for joining me on Codependency Alchemy. I hope this podcast continues to offer you valuable insights and tools for breaking free from destructive patterns and creating healthy, fulfilling connections with others. Remember, healing the mother wound and healing from codependency is a journey, and it's important to be patient and compassionate with yourself along the way. Whether you're just starting out on your path or you've been working on your codependency for a while, know that you are not alone and that it's possible to create meaningful change in your life and in your relationships. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you. And if you found this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so that others can discover these valuable insights and tools as well. Check out the show notes or description box below to grab my free codependency guidebook. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, you are worthy of healthy, fulfilling relationships, and you have the power to transform your codependency into sovereignty.